My special guest today is Chief Operating Officer at OpenBB, James Maslick. James is the Chief Operating Officer of OpenBB, but he's also wrapping up a physics PhD from the University of Maryland. James is originally from Buffalo, New York, and now he's living in Alexandria, Virginia. Welcome to the show, James. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew, for having me. It's awesome to be here. I look forward to a little bit of time chatting about OpenBB by you guys. Yeah. My pleasure. I've got a bunch of questions about physics, but let's focus on OpenBB. Uh, can you tell us how um, you came to be involved in OpenBB? And then what is OpenBB? What is this idea of, a, of an open terminal platform? Of course. Yeah. So a little bit about myself, as you mentioned, uh, I'm wrapping up a PhD from the University of Maryland, uh, kind of atomic physics, all that fun stuff. Um, and I came across one day uh, while uh, COVID had shut down labs uh, and whatnot, I came across something called GameStonk Terminal on Reddit. And, you know, the name right off the bat uh, was funny. I had to check this out. Um, so at the time, you know, can't go into the labs, can't really do anything, um, you know, trying to write some thesis, trying to process some data again. And I'm taking some you know, taking some personal time to look into data science and finance, right? So the usual physics into into quant, right? And that seems to be a, a hot transition, if you will. Um, so I came across this. Um, and in order to get into data science, the advice I had gotten was, hey, find an open source project, uh, start building your resume, maybe a couple of them on GitHub, your GitHub profile. So I figured, hey, this one looks fun, super catchy name. You know, I'm taking an, a like into investment, Opened a PR, got merged, uh, opened another one, another one, get an email from from Didier, uh, who's my co-founder. He started this whole thing, and he asked me if I want to be a maintainer, and I said, yeah, sure, why not? I don't know why you'd ask me to do that, but go for it. So this was actually my first uh, open source project. I come from physics, uh, data analysis, you know, MATLAB here, Mathematica for modeling, uh, whatnot, and Python was just kind of something I had interest in. Machine learning, it seems to be kind of the de facto go-to one that sprinkled in with some R. So yeah, all of it kind of leaned together, found a good synergy with me in that. Um, and the rest is kind of history from our fundraising and whatnot. Um, so to step back to outside a little bit about me, going back to OpenBB, um, the OpenBB terminal, as you mentioned, is an open source investment research platform. You asked why open source, and there are, I can give you a boatload of reasons. You can customize it however you want. You can make it yours. When you buy something that's super expensive, it comes prepackaged. Maybe you only use one or two things in there and you're still paying the same price, right? So what we want to do is we want to give people the ability to customize their own invest investment research with the tools they use, you know, Yes, it's open source. Yes, it's free. Um, how we do this is we leverage free open or free API tier, API tiers throughout different vendors, right? So, for example, if you have a source you like, you uh, you're maybe even you're on the paid API tier, right? You pay twenty bucks a month to some company. You can merge in your API key, write a function, and display your data in the terminal, right? So this is completely customizable, and the fact that it's open source means you can do whatever you want, 
right? We have custom uh, color schemes, right? If you don't like the color scheme, you can go right into the terminal and change it, nice. right? So yeah, so that's basically an uh, open source investment research that's highly customizable for the end user. Yeah, and you have you guys raised some money uh, to fund this project? Uh, a little bit. Um, yeah, so uh, my fun fact about uh, actually our fundraise is I was on my honeymoon, um, got married, well, got married once during COVID and then a second time a year later. Um, my wife and I went to Napa, uh, right up north of uh, Silicon Valley. And while we're on at dinner, the second to last night, I get a, a LinkedIn message from one Joseph Jacks saying, "Hey, I'm interested in your guys's thing, and I want to give you I want to give you money. Uh, what's up?" So, of course, naturally, you know, after after a day of wine tours in Napa and a couple bottles at dinner, I was like, "Hey, someone wants to give me money. Maybe I can meet up with him." So I shoot him, you know, a little little message on LinkedIn say, oh, I see you're in San Francisco, meet up with him. Moral of the story, yes, we, uh, OSS Capital, uh, a great firm, Joseph Jacks, JJ, um, has been working with us. Uh, they led it, they got uh, $5 million seed. Uh, we brought in some angel investors to round up to, uh, to round out at eight and a half million seed. Great team. Uh, OSS Capital uh, is very embedded in the open source space. So they're great partnering, yeah. partnering with. So yeah, and you must have a great partner, but I guess eight million dollars is worth a little honeymoon uh, interruption. That's an awesome story of how you, how you raise the money. Yeah, but- <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you're following along at home, it's openbb.co. Uh, you can check it out. And I'm looking on your website right now, and we're looking at thousands of forks, hundreds of contributors. Um, you know, 10,000 plus GitHub stars. So like there's actually quite a few people working on this project. Do they just pull down a, 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 a Git, GitHub uh, fork and go to town? Or how do, you, how do you manage all those different contributors to keep things coherent? Or is the idea more, there's like a base product, you pull it down, you work in, on it on your own? It could be either, right? So the base, so we do, you know, we have our main branch up on GitHub and as being open source, anyone can pull it, anyone can fork it, right? Um, we've had, uh, you know, our our flex on all the other OSS companies is we've actually had JJ do a PR into our repo. Um, so if any other OSS capital uh, companies are listening, we, uh, we got to get JJ to do that. But it can be as small as a typo. Uh, it can be adding a new feature, Um we have had, I mean, as you said, we've had hundreds of contributors. If they see something, uh, you know, we've had we've had issues in the code, right? I mean, we're human. A lot of it goes back to while I was, you know, in COVID, starting this thing up. Maybe like a, a negative number that should have been not a negative. So you know, some small bug fixes. Uh, we have uh, an open PR. Someone's trying to add a new data source to so that they can look at stocks with their current subscription. So it can be really. However you want, we do have our team, you know, we're up to, we're up to 20 folks on the OpenBB team, um, kind of working on, working on the main branch and moving forward. Uh, but it's open to anyone. It can be as small as new features, commodities, whatever, uh, or spelling errors. Any, there's no contribution that's too small. Wow. Yeah. That it's this totally different way to build an investment platform. Can you talk a little bit about why this is happening? Like five years ago, this didn't, this kind of open terminal platform wasn't a thing. What's changed? Are there just more people that know how to code? Are there more people that are trying to learn? Like what made you think that this would be the right project 
and the right way to do it. Um, was there, what was the big catalyst that was like, yeah, we need to build something that people can customize and write their own code against. Yeah. So, I mean, I, as much as I would love to uh, claim complete credit for coming up with this idea and whatnot, I mean, this is all Didier's uh, brainchild, if you will. Um, he spent his Christmas coding this up, right? And the idea is he's doing it. He's, he's interested in investment. He's got 30 tabs open. You've got sources, you got a hundred websites and they're all spread out. You know, maybe you mix in some Google sheets in there and there's just a whole lot going on. Right. And his idea on Christmas, uh, Poor girlfriend not getting to spend Christmas because he's on his on his VS code. Um, and he's just like, you know, I can I can put all this together. These all have APIs. I can Python's very user-friendly. Python's very friendly with APIs. I can put this all together. You know, I was in the same boat. You know, I got all my browsers open, I'm here, there, spreadsheets, and I came across it. And it just seems like it's it seems like it's a great time, right? There's other uh, there's other investment research platforms, you know, other ones that may sound like BB, natural comparison. <laughs> Obviously, I, like, I can tell you what BB is. Um, but, you know, they're all proprietary, right? You can't build with it what you want. You get it packaged out of the box. Right. Open source, open source is taking off in so many, so many spaces, right? You look at, you know, there's so many IPO companies, you know, we've been fortunate to work with some guys, uh, some guys at GitLab, uh, they went IPO. MongoDB has been huge. I'm, I could go on listing, but there's a big market for open source software. And why not in, why not in investment research? Why can you not? Why not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's how I work. I like you nailed me a little bit of R, a lot of Python, and I'm pulling data from lots of different sources. And it's kind of frustrating. Like, I feel like my options are get a Bloomberg terminal that I just have to take it how they give it to me or build something from scratch myself, which is pretty intimidating. It would take me definitely more than Christmas to pull something like that off. Do you think that this is going to lead to more people learning Python and, and investing this way as opposed to like maybe five to 10 years ago, everybody was using a pre-built out of the box terminal? Like, Do you see more and more people coming onto the platform all the time? We have seen some growth, um, you know, and so the, we were actually, this is good timing over the weekend, uh, PyQuanta, Twitter, Twitter, Python, quantitative financing uh, guy, he tweeted about us uh, over like 10 million impressions and we got a huge influx from that kind of thing. Nice. Uh, but, you know, it's... You know, there's there's a line between having it, you know, trying to let people learn Python to contribute versus just letting them use it, right? We've had tons of people, so our Discord is super active. We've had people come on saying, "Hey, I love what you're building. I don't know any Python, but I'd love to love to learn so that I can add X, Y, or Z." And we love to see that. You know, our our developers are super friendly. We're happy to work through. If you have an idea, we'll co-code with you, uh, pair program with you you know, point you in the right direction. So we'd love to see anyone in Python. It's super friendly. You know, it's becoming more taught in schools as well. One of the things that we really, one of the markets we really want to hit is the academic market, right? In if you're at university, you're studying economy, finance, whatnot, maybe you're in a class, you have access to a Bloomberg terminal, right? But your assignment uh, is get data from this Bloomberg terminal, and there's 30 of you in one Bloomberg terminal. So yeah, so now you got to you got to sit in line for everyone for like two hours. Whereas, why not just fire up this open source thing? Everyone got it on their own. 
makes your life easier. Yeah. And think about the professor trying to teach in, in the classroom with all the students there, they, you know, and the terminals in a different room, like how frustrating is that? Um, I think that you'll have a lot of success in that market. Um, can you, can you talk a little bit about your commercialization strategy? I mean, you raise all this money. That's great. And you know, you're getting tweets and people are coming to the platform. You've got all these developers it's open source. Sounds like it might be free. Like, where's the money for for Open BB? Like, is um, is there a plan for like a paid tier? How how are you planning to make money? Yep. So first off, the the one thing I want to make sure that it's clear and uh, the you know in talking with Didier and getting all ready for this, the the command line interface for the terminal will always be open source. It will always be free. We are not. We want. To, we built it with that in mind. And it will always stay that way. Can only use certain things that are free. You know, you're limited to, for example, our current fundamentals. Uh, you know, you can only get five years from from the free API tiers. Whereas, you know, some other source like Intrinio, you can get a nice thirty years of, of data. Right? You're not going to let unless you build that out yourself. You're not going to be able to to use that in the terminal. Right? So that's one thing we want to make sure it will always remain free. It'll always remain open source at its core. Money. So. When this launches, we will have just announced our first uh, commercialization, which is uh, the OpenBB bot platform. So what we're doing is we're we're branching out to Discord to start. So we partnered with um, Andrew from Options Fanbot. He had a nice successful Discord uh, Discord bot running for a uh, kind of Options Flow, Dark Pool stuff. Uh, all that fun stuff. We're partnering with him and we're releasing OpenBB bots. And so this is going to be our first commercial product. Um, we are starting to, you know, this is going to be a service that we're hosting and whatnot. And we're bringing in some premium data feeds um, like you guys. Uh, this will, you know, we'll have different tiers available, um, but this will also, we'll, we're going to keep a free tier. There'll be some limitations to what you can do on the free tier. Um, you know, there'll be some timeouts and uh, you'll be limited to a certain number of premium commands, if you will, per day. But our first commercialization is going to be these bot platforms where, you know, uh, down the road, we're also planning on taking Discord, uh, taking the Discord backend and building that into Slack, building that into Telegram, building cool. that into WeChat, all these investment, uh, or not investment, all these chatting platforms that people are already using uh, to chat about investment, right? Right. We're gonna we're recording this in July. You're gonna we're gonna launch it the, in August, so that that will all be live. What do these bots do? So, like, if I'm paying for this bot service through your platform, what's the benefit? What am I using that for? Yeah. So basically, what what the OpenBB bot is, it's it's you know a chatting bot for you know your your communities to to share your investment research and discuss it with others so if you're in discord you can be in a server with all of your buddies um you know maybe maybe some news drops on whatever you're on tesla right everyone loves to talk about tesla maybe who knows what elon did, did today um but you're in discord you can write a command it'll be a slash command you know you can look at slash chart tesla one minute and you'll get you'll get the live chart of Tesla and, you know, you and your buddies can chat about it. You know, maybe something you can correlate, you know, you can also look at some news feeds um, and whatnot. So you're basically going to be able to discuss your investment research with your, with your friends, with your communities through these chatting apps. Wow. So you're, you're, you're 
doing the service of having a free forever open terminal platform. But in return, you get a lot of input and feedback and code from the community. And then certain features are paid. And so it's a it's a kind of a classic business model. But in the finance world, this is pretty unheard of. I mean, the, the way you're talking about your business model and your free tier and your open terminal and things like that. Like, how do you think the bigger players are going to react to this? So like there are these big entrenched data platforms and terminals that are out there for professional investors. Do you think that they're going to try to stop you? Or do you think they're going to try to compete with you somehow? Like, and, and maybe you'll disrupt their business model a little bit. So this is a, this is a great question, you know, and this is something we don't completely know yet. So one of the things, you know, I'll finally drop the name, right? So Bloomberg Terminal is who we're right. going to be competing or is what everyone's drawing to. And sure. I told you, I'd tell you the story. So BB is not Bloomberg. Uh, BB is actually BlackBerry because when we were coming up with names, Didier and I were uh, losing a lot of money on BlackBerry. Uh, and we thought it would be funny. Um, funny. <laughs> so, so yeah. I'll start with that one. Uh, but so... You know, we don't view ourselves as an open source Bloomberg terminal, right? Um, we are not necessarily in the same space. You know, we do provide investment research platform. We do, you know, we do similar things. One of the biggest things that people use the Bloomberg terminal for is the chatting feature, right? You can hop on a chat and you can talk with professionals around the world, right? And so particularly with this bot platform, that's going to be what the immediate draw comparison is right oh they're knocking off bloomberg because they're trying to do chatting right but that's not how we're viewing this right we're just viewing this as we want to provide the information you know we want to level the playing field we want to provide this information to our retail investors you know that's where we came from um do we think they're gonna copy us come after us i don't know yeah uh, they have a Pretty big incentive not to, I think, you know, they, I think that, and, and Bloomberg's not the only one, you know, there's FactSet and, and all the big exchanges and, and players, there's probably five or eight of these that have an incentive not to be open. And you've got, you know, open right in the name. I think that's partly because their data sources are closed off, you know, like behind the scenes where they get the data is either they get it internally or they have like exclusive licensing. And is that where your platform, I mean, you're going to add the chat, great, you're competing there, but like you're, you talked about a, a user that was learning to code so they could add a data source. Do you think that that openness of where the data comes from is going to allow you to compete and be more flexible um, down the road? Like how, can you talk a little bit more about like where the data is coming from? Yeah, of course. So right now, uh, as I mentioned, we try to leverage as many free API tiers as we can. We have, you know, we have six, seven hundred functions in the terminal. Um, you know, this encompasses stocks, crypto, ETFs, whatever it is. And they all use free data sources. And right now, what we provide is the tool to get that data. We are not providing the data. At no point does... So Yahoo Finance is pretty much, you know, the de facto free uh, Python uh, data source, right? If you're doing anything, you're probably doing it through Yahoo Finance. Um, so at no point do we have an OpenBB server that's just grabbing Yahoo Finance data and then we are just saying, oh, nope, scratch off Yahoo. This is OpenBB. At no point we are doing that. 
what we do is we give we're coding up the terminal so that you can get that data. Then whatever whatever you decide to do with that is then becomes in agreement with you know you and Yahoo's terms of service, right? How do how do we build this, right? Okay, you know, like like my example, we give five years now. Maybe I need thirty years of premium Intrinio data for fundamentals for my thing. So what can we do? Well, you can code it in, right? There's nothing. There's absolutely nothing to stop you from wrapping around the Python SDK uh, that you guys provide, throw it in, uh, and then you just keep your keep your API key on your own, right? You don't share it. Please don't accidentally push it. Been there, done that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, me too. I've been there. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, right. You can just, this is, why, this is why the open source is fantastic, right? You can do with it what you want. Bring in your own API key. Um, then it becomes, you know, make sure you're just following the, following the contracts you signed with uh, your providers, right? Yeah. Um, and the data that we are doing, like for the bot, we're pretty much display only, right? Yeah. We can't, we're not giving, we're not, we're not just giving you a feed, you know, we're not giving you the data feed. We're just providing images, tables, summaries, that kind of thing. So that's the the back end is is data agnostic, and you have projects where you license certain feeds, certain ways to make certain premium features, and folks can bring their own data or use free sources that are already available and coded up. But um, is there any existing functionality or plan um, for the other end after I'm done with my research where I'm ready to trade and I want to buy something? Is there a, a brokerage connection that your your team's working on or a plan to add one where I can then send off my trades based on my research? So th- is there a plan? There's not really a plan. I'm I'm hesitant to get into the whole brokerage regulations type thing. I mean, I, I like you said, I'm I'm coming from a physics PhD. Uh, I've been able a couple. I've had a couple months getting into the you know the intricacies of market data. Um, you know, before we funded, I just assumed I could buy everything and put it into the terminal for free. Um, but you know, little did I know about exchanges and uh, yeah, and all these copyrights. Um, yeah, I know. Um, but brokerages, I don't know what other kinds of what other kinds of regulations and things we'd have to go to. This doesn't mean you can't wrap. So we actually have, you know, for example, our European friends, DeGiro, we have some in, uh, some functionality that you can actually write an order in DeGiro. Once again, you know, that's on your machine. This user, user discretion advised, please don't accidentally type a thousand when you meant a hundred. Um, but, you know, I don't really, I, we don't have any plans or, you know, roadmap into becoming a brokerage. You know, people can do brokerage integrations. You know, a lot of people have asked for uh, IB because um, they're kind of a lot of people use them worldwide. Yeah. Um, so it's not off the table, but it's not necessarily in our roadmap right now. Yeah, it's not the the, the top priority, but it sounds like you some folks are dipping their toes into it already um, on their own, which is the benefit of the way you're architecting your system is you you're not necessarily responsible for what people do with an open source platform once they get it, but that gives them the flexibility to, to add that in a user if they wanted to, which is what's so unique about this is like I, every other financial platform, it is what you take it as it is, you know, and you're lucky if you can provide some email feedback or something like that. Uh, right. Um, do you think that this, um, the platform you're building, do you think it would have been possible 10 years ago or were 
or have there been just so many advances in API technology and and open source that like what what's enabling this? Like why why hasn't someone done this before? That is an excellent question. You know, uh, once again, I'm gonna. I wish I could claim credit for this. Um, this is you know all the all Didier's doing, thinking I just came in at the right time. Um, and I'll be completely honest, I don't have a good answer for that. You know, this was my first venture into the open source space. I don't know how many of these you know free API tiers would have been around five, ten years ago. So you know, there's I, I don't want to say no, it wasn't possible ten years ago, but you know, there probably wasn't the as much information out there as there is today that we can leverage. Yeah. Talk, can you talk a little bit about managing this? I mean, you're the chief, you're the COO coming in with a physics background. You mentioned you've got a team of developers. Um, you've got this huge community of users. Like, how is is everything remote, or do you guys have an office? How and how do you keep um, keep an operational cadence on top of all this? Like, what type of of things are you working on on a daily basis? We are we're 24, I believe, um, total. We are spread across the world. Uh, we have eight in the U.S., twelve in Europe, across six countries, seven countries. So <laughs> that's uh, you know that's fun. It's not. Uh, it's actually a ton of fun working with everyone. Um, but you know, it's full remote, and we're on Slack. You know, I'm getting a ton of Slack messages right now, even just chatting here. Um, you know, we have weekly catch ups. Um, We've, you know, we've kind of been integrating some, some product workflows, right? Our project product managers are really doing a great job in leading the development of what needs to be developed and moving forwards. Um, so right now, I mean, as uh, CEO, well, COO, I'm sure you, know, you can relate to a lot of just legal and paperwork. Um, but you know our developers you know every day adding new adding new functionalities um you know we're trying to branch out understand what the community really wants um that way we can uh build what you know we can we can aid in that custom experience for them yeah yeah, it's a it's a huge benefit and a huge challenge being remote, especially on a global uh, team. I'm a my, as a COO, I can relate, but my team's mostly um, U.S. based or at least in these time zones. But yeah, Slack's a big help, and having good project managers allows you to focus on the boring job of leading, reading all the legalese and the contracting and, and things like that. And who's who's responsible for all this feedback? So like. You've, you've got GitHub and people are forking and committing and, and putting the feedback in. Do your developers just read feedback straight up out of comments or on Discord servers? Like that That's one of the big competitive advantages, I think, is getting cons- customer and user feedback. Like, Is that coming straight into the development team and they're able to read it in real time? Actually, yeah. So uh, as I mentioned, you know, we got this huge influx from Twitter. Um, and we were able to incorporate things uh, like pretty much immediately. One of the fun things is, you know, our uh, CEO doesn't like to sleep at all. So he'll be on Twitter and he will see, oh, can you do this? And he will he will have it done without, within the hour. Wow. Um, but <laughs> I'm, I'm a little slower on the coding than he is, but uh, I, I try. And, you know, we, uh, you know, on, on Discord, we, you can have, uh, you can have, uh, chatting rooms and we're you know Didier and myself were in last Friday with a couple of users who were asking some questions on how to develop XYZ um, so we like to be in the community 
with them, you know, talking to them. Um, we do have, you know, if you're in the terminal, uh, you can, you can use, uh, an about, so we have an about command that'll kind of take you to our documentation. We have a support command. So if there's an issue while you're running, if you're running something, there's an error, you can hit support and that'll kind of, uh, you can fill out a sheet that'll get sent to us ticketing. Um, you know, we have our, if there's anything, feel free to email us, uh, support at openbb.co. Uh, if you want to say hi, hello at openbb.co. Um, but in terms of, you know, if there's a PR open, sometimes it's whoever gets there first. Other times, you know, maybe like, uh, for example, we had someone add in a correlation, a beta feature, right? And uh, then we kind of, between the product manager um, who kind of does more quantitative stuff, myself, our <laughs> we had four or five people kind of deciding where it should go, right? That kind of fun stuff. Um, so we try to, you know, we try and it was all done, you know, within like an hour or two. So we try to, uh, we, we try to, I mean, we do reply to everything. We try to get everything merged in. Sounds like it's alive. I mean, you've got communities, you've got code, it's building all the time. It sounds like really special and different than how normal companies are kind of like this plotting waterfall approach where, you know, things take a long time, feedback is slow, and you try to keep the developers away from the customers, you know, so they can focus and and work on like one feature at a time. Uh, is it fun having this kind of like feedback coming in, new things being built all the time? Like it's a, is it a pretty fun project to be a part of? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. And, you know, we, you know, I, our community is awesome. Um, you know, they've obviously they're the ones who've uh, gotten us this far. You know, we build this for them. We really, really care about what they think. Um, we want to make it the best experience for them. And we really want to feel like they're a part of something. You know, it's not about taking down a certain company. It's not about anything other than just building a community and giving everyone access to, you know, financial information uh, so they can make the best decision for them. Wow. Well, it's been an amazing treat to learn about it. And if you are listening and you want to learn more, if you're a developer um, or you work in Python, you're looking for a terminal that allows you to give uh, to, to make your own changes and, and, and build it how you want it, check them out. It's openbb.co and you can find them on GitHub as well. Um, just a real, real pleasure having you on the show, James, and talking about a totally different business model. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, yeah, feel free, uh, you know, Twitter at OpenBB underscore finance, all of our socials to hop on, talk to us on Discord. I think those are my, those are my calls. So awesome. <laughs> thank, thank you so much for having me. You bet.